Welcome to the NANA Natural Resources Podcast, where we share updates on developments and projects in the region. NANA is both a landowner and an active participant in the resource industry. Responsible resource development provides a sustainable economic base for the organization and the region. I'm Beth Rue, Marketing and Communications Manager for NANA, and today I'm talking with Lance Miller, Ph.D., Vice President of our Natural Resources Department, to get an update on the region's 2019 projects. Lance, can you start by telling us a little more about yourself? Yes, I'm a geologist by background. I've worked for NANA about, for about 10 years, and before that, really mostly in the mining industry, but also in economic development sectors, and projects have taken me from places like Russia, Central Asia, Mexico, the Canadian Arctic, and throughout the United States and Alaska. Great. Can you provide us with an update on the natural natural resource projects taking place in the NANA region this summer, as well as some context context around each one? Start off with the Red Dog Mine, please. So this summer um, should be a fairly active summer in the region for mineral um, exploration and development. Of course, with the Red Dog Mine, it really is NANA's flagship operation with our partner Tech. Um, I think as many of you do know, Red Dog is one of the largest zinc mines in the world. Last year, I believe it was number two. And um, we, from, from Red Dog Concentrate, which is really a powder form, what zinc, is, uh, zinc ore is reduced to, is shipped in ships to about 12 different smelters around the world, where there it's turned into zinc bars, and then the zinc is used, of course, for things like galvanizing steel, fertilizer and agriculture, um, your zinc tablets for colds, head and shoulders, sunblock, and so forth. As well as the operation going on at Red Dog, where we produce a production, which annually we produce um, about 1.3 million tons of zinc and some lead concentrate shipped out in the summer season. But right now, the Red Dog Mine Life is scheduled to 2031, which may seem like a long time, but really isn't. In order to ensure that there is mineral development for the future in the region, there is exploration going on both on the Nana land near Red Dog, but also the state lands near Red Dog. And some of you have heard about the underground um, exploration. It's actually surface drilling right now but the additional exploration would likely be through underground in order to prove up a resource that may or may not then be able to be mineable. So different than the Red Dog mine with the the open pit mine. Correct. So right now, yes, Red Dog is an open pit, a relatively small pit when it comes to mines. And some of these future deposits are two to 3,000 feet beneath the surface. So you'd have to go much like a tunnel that you drive a car if you, you know, um, through a mountain, you'd have to go underground and extract the ore from that. Great. Is there anything else about um, the underground, that state lands underground exploration that you'd like to touch on? I think important for folks to understand that it's not a done deal by any stretch. It will take several years to determine whether it's economic and um, take a lot of money as well just to see, to get to a feasibility study to determine 
if there is a mine there or not. And it probably will take at least four to five years before a decision can be made. Tech is the operator of that. That is on state of Alaska land, not Nana land. And how far away from the tech infrastructure is the, is the underground exploration going on? Yeah, it's about 10 miles. There'd be a, a short road to connect the uh, new exploration site to the camp and facilities in the mill. So they the use all the existing, Correct. that would be the idea, yeah. which yeah. Nana is a part of. Correct, yep, yep. So as well as, um, of course, the Red Dog District, I think what the Nana region is, is really lucky to have is, is a portfolio, a bunch of different mineral opportunities and a pipeline of projects that go from very early stage, we call grassroots, to, of course, production at Red Dog. So talking about some of the very earliest stage, um, Nana has been doing some of our own work down on the northern Seward Peninsula, both on Nana land and also on state land. Nana's actually staked some claims on Nana land. We drilled it a few years ago, hit up some indications of gold. We're doing a little bit more work there this summer, just a few weeks of, of geology and soil samples. And again, this may or may not lead to something, but you have to do the initial work at least to, to see if it's viable. And that's for gold exploration. And that's for gold and also some base metals. So there's zinc and lead um, potential down on the northern Seward Peninsula as well. And this is an area kind of between and south of Deering and Buckland. Then another example of a more advanced project is what we refer to the Upper Kobux Mineral Project, Upper Kobux Minerals Mineral Project, sorry, and that's um, with our partner Trilogy, both at Bornite, which Nana owns that property, and some of it is on uh, Anxa land as well, and then Arctic Deposit, which Trilogy has, and we put all these together into the what we call the UKMP. This summer, there's going to be a camp of on the order of 80 people. So much like last year, um, about $18 million is going to be spent, mostly focused drilling at Bornite and Arctic, Arctic and also exploration in the region. So that, um, I think folks in the, in the upper Kobuk know that well. It's been a good source of summer employment for, for many years now. Great. And you said that um, that's the lands are owned by Inksa. Could you explain a little more about that, what that means versus um, Nana lands, and then you uh, said a third? Yeah, actually, um, the, the lands there really are, uh, Nana owns some outright that we uh, um, got mineral claims from Kennecott years ago, and then Trilogy has what are called patented lands. So they actually purchase lands that were patented, or um, fee simple is another way, it's basically the private land that has an Arctic deposit, and they got that from Kennecott a few years ago. Okay, yeah. great. And then um, in the region also, and really more important for um, projects in the villages, whether it's sewer and water or um, new sewage lagoon, or even in the case of Kivalina Evacuation Road, we have several gravel projects. This winter at uh, Cahill near Kivalina, there was an evacuation road, seven-mile road put in from Kivalina from the, from the coast into Cay Hill, and now they're looking at the next stage to try to get money for the causeway to connect to Kivalina. Uh, in Kayana, the, there's a new gravel pit, gravel source being developed there, and that's to build a new and upgrade the runway at Kayana. And then um, 
near Kotzebue, the Cape Blossom project is is sort of on track, and that would be um, DOT is coming out with um, I think later this year uh, RFP for um, the road out to Cape Blossom. So it sounds like there's gravel resources throughout the region. There's different places that gravel can be used. Yes, uh, each each village often has a local source depending on where they are and it really comes down to the geology how good a source it is um, and some some villages are lucky to have better gravel sources than others but really they are important for these public projects and of course even for if someone needs a new gravel pad for their house and things like that so we try to balance that to make sure that um, these projects can get um, the sources they need as well as shareholders for the gravel they need for their own projects. There is a shareholder free gravel program for a certain amount of yards per year per shareholder and for more information on that go to nanagravel.com which is a fairly new website that has all that information but that's an important point that shareholders can get free gravel Wonderful. when it's available I should add. Oh, that's a great benefit. I guess another thing to um, keep on people's radar is the EIS for the Ambler Mining District Industrial Access Project. Uh, BLM states that they're supposed to have the draft EIS out July 19th. NANA will be reviewing that as well and we'll be meeting with some of the um, closest villages to that area like the Upper Kobuk and working um, to get information out about the results of that could you tell us a little bit about how, it looks, sounds like a lot is going on with these projects. Could you t tell us timeline-wise about when we can see something from these? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's a tough answer because um, mineral projects, one, there, there was a study done years ago on about 3,000 projects. And the chance of success of one being a mine when you had that many was like a half a percent. Or put in other terms, when we've done analysis of Alaska projects, those that have either turned into mines like Red Dog or Greens Creek or Fort Knox or Pogo, or haven't, the average is about 16 years and over $300 million to get to a go, no-go decision. That's substantial. Yeah. So it's a lot of time, a lot of money, very capital intensive. Example, we talked about the Upper Kobuk mineral projects and... Bornite, that was first drilled in the late 1950s. So already it's 60 some years of exploration. That's again why we have to keep working on many different projects and um, why you need the communities engaged to help and to understand because these things just aren't gonna happen by themselves and they do take time. Of course, along the way, there are the jobs during exploration. And again, a great example is when we were drilling down at Fairhaven on the Nana project or the Upper Kobuk Middle project or even the exploration at Red Dog. So you have those summer jobs, but in order to get the longer term jobs, uh, tax base, if you will, payment in lieu of taxes for something like Red Dog, that takes decades and hundreds of millions of dollars to get to a decision. And I would imagine um, the right partnerships and finding the right partners to do these sort of things are critical as well. That's, that's very true. You know, Cominco, now Tech, has been a good partner. Nova Gold, Nova Copper, now Trilogy, they've been the same people, and they've been well ensconced in the region. So, yeah, we do try to, um, we, you have to pick your partners carefully. Wonderful. 
Well, it sounds like we touched on um, most of the projects going on up there. Is there anything else you'd like to include or that we've missed? Um, I think just that, you know, really if, well, one, if anybody has questions, please um, email Natural Resources, go to the website. But, but also that all these projects, we're really lucky to have these opportunities, but they just don't happen. So it's really important that um, residents in the region understand the process, understand the projects, and if you have questions, we're happy to answer because they really are critical for sustainability of the region. Well, thanks for joining us, Lance, and giving us the update for the NANA Region Summer Projects. Thank you. Take you.